You won't believe the phone call I just got. This guy told me that the Roar is the best sports talk station in the upstate. We are the Roar, where every day is game day. Box with Brad and John. Thanks for joining us today. Gastroenterology Associates wants to help you prioritize your well-being. If I told you you could get the the best when it comes to state-of-the-art facilities and convenience and access and high-quality health care to keep you healthy, uh, whether it's colorectal cancer screening or any uh, digestive issues that you are having. If I told you to go to the best right in your in your backyard, you wouldn't even hesitate. So live a comfortable, stress-free, and screening process that's seamless uh, over at gastroassociates.com. They want to help get you back to where you need to be. Gastroassociates.com is the website located in Greenville, Clemson, Spartanburg. They've got you covered. Go to gastroassociates.com, and you can set up uh, a very easy way to get an appointment. You don't need a referral. It's very simple. Go check them out, gastroassociates.com today. John, uh, t- real quick, texture got in on the I'm Scorpion text line. Can you explain bid stealing? Essentially what that means is there's a league where the team that you think is going to win it all, being their conference tournament, and secure um, a bid for a one-bid league, just just getting the automatic and you you think they're going to get it, and then they lose in the second round of their conference tournament, or they lose in their championship game, and another team, and that team that lost was is good enough that they deserve an at large bid. So then all of a sudden, a league that every bracketologist in the country had penciled in as a one bid league, now all of a sudden you've got to fit two teams in there, and so somebody on the bubble gets bumped down. It happens every single March. And it'll happen again this year, I'm sure. I'm sure of it. But I don't know that uh, I can pinpoint who it's going to be. I wish I could. Well, I, I can give an example as to where this maybe could occur. Um, I want to look in the mid-major ranks at the at the CAA. That's a good one. Um, College of Charleston is... Heads and shoulders, the best team in this league right now, 22-7 and seven on the season, 13-3 in league play, followed behind UNC Wilmington, 20-7, and 11-4 in conference play. So you feel like those teams are probably the favorite to win that league, but let's just say I'm going to pick a team in the middle of the table here in the standings. Let's just say Delaware just goes on a run and wins that conference tournament. I think College of Charleston's still getting in, but now you have to put Delaware into the tournament. So somebody is going to get bounced. Yes. And then there's also some situations, even in some of the bigger leagues, like, uh, yeah, well, Texture says, or if St. Mary's upsets, I mean, of uh, San Francisco upsets Ma- St. Yeah. Mary's. Is Gonzaga going to get left out this year? Ooh. I hadn't even, I haven't even really even thought about but, that. But in terms of that, there are some leagues, even some of the power leagues, like the Pac-12, what if somebody who's on the bubble, or somebody's not even on the bubble right now in the Pac-12, goes and wins that league? And you wouldn't think that's crazy because it's really only, what, two, 
decent teams in that league. Yeah. I mean, well, Arizona's better than decent. I I shouldn't say it like that. I don't I don't mean that they aren't, but Arizona, Washington State, like who else do you like in that league? Oregon's I think Oregon's iffy. They're sixty third in the net, eighteen and nine overall. They're not a they're not a, a sure in team right now. But what if UCLA, who's in the hundreds, would you be shocked if they won the Pac-12 tournament? All it would take is beating Arizona, and then it's anybody's game. Right. It's a wide-open tournament at that point. So even in that league, you might see a, a bid-stealer. You could, yeah. And that's a power league. So just something to keep an eye on as we go throughout the, the process of uh, figuring out some of these teams. I think, no, Gonzaga's not getting left out, John. They'll they'll get in. This is not the same Gonzaga team we've seen through the last couple decades, especially the last few years, where they've been you know borderline you know one seed, two seed, something like that. Uh, they're twenty two and six overall, twenty first in the net rankings, and they'll get in. But would San Francisco force the West Coast to get three bids in there? Yeah, they could. They very well could. And San Francisco is kind of a borderline team, I think, right now, too. Uh, Going into the weekend, Lenardi's bubble teams were Colorado, Cincinnati, Drake, Villanova, Butler, Utah, Ole Miss, Wake Forest. Now, Wake Forest is in. you got to think A&M is out. Gonzaga was one of the last four in, by the way, for Lenardi. So there is still a chance they get left out, even with that high of a net ranking. That'd be wild, wouldn't it? It would be wild. I just don't see it happening. But then again, St. Mary's just cannot be stopped right now. It, could it hurt them if San Francisco were to up were to upset one of those two or both of those two and win the conference title? Oh yeah, yeah. it could be a real problem for that league. Yeah, Providence, Seton Hall were some of the last four in. Nevada, Virginia, Nebraska, Northwestern were the last four buys. So I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know that I feel as good about Gonzaga as I thought. Uh, but we'll see. John, let's move on to some other things here. In the world of sports, Cam Newton got into a little little fisticuffs yesterday. Was it yesterday or Saturday? I, I don't know which day. It, I think it was yesterday. I saw it yesterday. I saw it yesterday. A little brouhaha at, a, at, at an event. At a youth football event. Do, you know, do we have any details on this? Not that I have seen in terms of the why. Somebody said something, and then three guys decide to take on Cam Newton. What What's the problem when three people decide to take on Cam Newton? That's that's not Cam Newton's problem, but their problem. But Cam Newton is 6'6", 270, and a professional athlete. <laughs> yeah, I, one of the things I saw that was hilarious over Twitter when all this happened were the litany of takes of, I can understand why Cam Newton doesn't believe that he and Brock Purdy are in the same class. Definitely not their brawling. No. Cam still got it. I mean, the guys that took him on, and, and he he didn't flinch, but the guys that took him on, they really couldn't even get, they couldn't even hit him. You know what I mean? Like, he was just so big, and he's just bear-hugging guys, and he's throwing them all over the place. And I mean, he showed, yeah, to your, to your point, the athleticism of Cam Newton, but I, I don't really know what possesses someone to think. I can take that guy. We were talking about this, I think, John, when you were when you were out. Uh, I think Mike was in that day. Yeah, it was right for the Super Bowl. 
and they were interviewing Cam Newton on ESPN, and he was sitting up there with Shannon Sharp and Stephen A. And a, and a couple other people on the set. And I said, Mike, look at the size of Cam Newton sitting down compared to everybody else on set. He wasn't standing up. He's sitting down, and he fills out the chair. And and Shannon Sharp's sitting right there, too. He played in the league. Shannon and, Sharp's not a small man. And there, it would take two Shannon Sharps to even get close to the size of Cam Newton. We have multiple texts that just got in and say the best part was Cam didn't even lose the hat. <laughs> he kept it on the whole time. Oh, what a... I, I, I need to know what possesses you to think I can take that guy. I mean, I just the amount of confidence you have to have ooh. in yourself. I mean, Cam Newton or Chuck Norris? They've never actually been seen in the same place together at the same time, so I don't know. <laughs> Cam Newton or Jason Statham? Like, who are you taking? I'm taking Cam. <laughs> I mean, I just uh, in in a realistic non movie world, like who just looks at that and goes, "I think I can take him." Like, I really think I got this. That man took Gene Chizik and a whole team of people who never played in the National Football League to a national title. It wasn't the first time he carried three guys around. He carried 84 around back at Auburn. Oh, yeah. In 2010. 83. Nick Fairley was a pretty decent player. Yeah. I I still say it was 84. That's fair. Gervonta's up next. Hey, Gervonta, how are you? Yeah, hey, yeah. Hey. Oh, Cam Newton brought 707. Cam was looked like would have said, too, that he was in the middle of the brawl trying to break it up. And then that's when they punched him. But it wasn't oh. Cam Newton that broke out, 707. And he was trying to stop him, and then that's when it escalated. But it was an all-out brawl. So I don't think everything got caught on, on video footage. That's uh-huh. just what took place to start it out. But it went from there. So it may have been between some other teams or 707. Because they had different uh, age groups. I think 16, that's 17U, 707 down there. But I'll tell you, coming south there, go Tigers. Thank you, Javante. I appreciate you getting in. So if Cam Newton steps in, I'm stopping my what? my involvement in the brawl immediately. Okay, like that's yeah. That that's when it's time to cool heads prevail and go. All right, I'm done. I'm not swinging on Cam. No, because he may swing back. We know he will now. And who's gonna lose that battle? Me, ten times out of ten. I just love how he's got like one dude. Like he's bear hugging, hold him, and he's fighting off two other guys at the same time with one hand. It's incredible, man. Like I know, I think we believe that Cam Newton's football career is probably over. Do you think there's anybody involved with the Octagon who's giving Cam a call? He might at least get a WWE offer. I don't know they're putting him in a sanctioned real event. That we, I don't know that he wants to climb into the Octagon against maybe not, but against people who train. Now that that's but if somebody, I'm the Rock and I'm trying to reinvigorate WWE, yeah, I'm just saying it was like he can handle himself. I don't I don't know that I want him in the octagon. Cam's a little too. Uh, we don't we don't want to mess his face up. Have you you you've seen what you UFC fighters yeah, look like? That's a very fair point. Yeah, Cam Cam's not going to get in there and uh, mess up his face. But I just don't understand. What if he if he steps in to break up a brawl? The brawl's getting broken up. End of story. I am removing myself voluntarily before he removes me. Just not doing it. For <laughs> he, he removes you from the from the fracas. Did you see he threw that guy. I'm not trying to get tossed. 
<laughs> oh, man. Cam Newton still, still got a little something in him. Maybe not as good as he once was. But he's as good once as he ever was. Rest in peace, W. Keith. Mm. That was that was one of the. I, uh, I will say of the when I went into the weekend, I did not have Cam Newton in the middle of a brawl at a seven-on-seven tournament on my bingo card for the weekend. I don't think if I told you on Friday we did Monday's headlines on a Friday that I said, we're going to come in and talk about Cam Newton on Monday. You've been like, what? Why? Why? <laughs> and what? now I'm upset that we waited till hour three to talk about it. What did Auburn do? Like, why, why are we talking about Cam Newton? Well, Auburn always does something. Man. Just, just don't, don't. If, if you see a man of that stature, size, I, I just don't think people realize how big that man still is. And always has been. You know, like, when you're in a room full of big people, when you're on a field full of other big people, you just don't look quite as big. But, you know, like I told you, I ran into Peter Woods a couple weeks ago. Not physically ran into him. I okay, was, just wanted to make sure I'd here. still be walking with a limp. But uh, he's he just, like, you just don't, when he's standing out in public and there's people around him, like he's just, he had to walk through the door frame differently than everybody else. <laughs> yep. Okay. <laughs> That's just different. Yeah. You just know who that, who that guy is. Cam's just way bigger. Don't do it. He's built different. Physically. He is, he is built vastly different than most human beings that I've seen. Six, five, four roar. Uh, we'll see if we get any more information on that. On that Cam Newton thing, and but it certainly stood out to us over the weekend. John, there's something else that happened over the weekend. What's that? We discussed this on Friday. Uh, Georgia needs an assistant coach. Where do you think the Bulldogs are, are going with their assistant coaching hire? Well, I know where they filled one role over the weekend, and I think I know where they're going for their second. <laughs> what, did, what did they do? <sighs> Brad... Our favorite rogue nomad in the Southeastern Conference continues to pack up and move again. After Shane Beamer decided to round out his staff by hiring Sean Elliott away from Georgia State as the head coach to come be his tight ends coach. And after he got James Coley to come over from Texas A&M and move Justin Stepp which off. Which ran Justin Stepp off. Yes, you're, you're very good wide receivers coach. You ran him off to Illinois. So you could bring an SEC veteran, James Coley. So then the domino effect occurred. Like a, a real domino effect occurred for just from one move. Yes. Before Sean Elliott even left. And then Sean Elliott leaving Georgia State opened up what? Dale McGee going to Georgia State, Georgia's running back's coach. And then that running back coach position was filled by Mr. James Coley. Coley. Now he's doing a different role there but the 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 whole opening came because the irony of of sean elliott not wanting to be a head coach anymore and being assistant so you lose the guy you just got yeah who was the big get right it was a big deal to get him until it wasn't it was a huge deal i mean james cole is considered like one of the maestros of recruiting in the business do you agree with that he's labeled that way yeah. Did you realize? Did you see how much but, you know? I, but I also realized, like the two last two programs he's coached at, they're recruiting. So, like I don't need Georgia's a good recruiting program, not because of James Coley. A and M was good at recruiting, but it's not because of him. I mean, he's a good coach. Don't get me wrong, but let's not make it out like he's the one who has led all these recruiting charges over the last five or six years. 
But now Kirby already had an opening on his staff, right? So technically, was this the was this directly related to Sean Elliott? Is what I'm trying to figure out. Because he had to he had to get a receivers coach. I think I think it's all very hilarious. I mean, Fran Brown's one who left. Yeah, he was the first one to leave to take the head coaching job at Syracuse. Yes, and then Dante Williams was hired to be the defensive backs coach, and then T. Rob came in to take over Mush. And boy, what a what a wild offseason has been for their staff. Yeah, I think I think Coley was replaced. I think McClendon had already left anyway. Okay. So it just the timing of it seems weird, but it's not. Is what I'm trying to say. It, it, but it does seem weird that we're in late February and we're still trying to figure out our staffs. Yeah, and now Shane Beamer has to make a move. We'll talk about this on the other side, kind of the the fallout from that from the South Carolina side. Don't go anywhere. The floors in your kitchen, den, and bedrooms all have an appropriate hardwood, tile, or carpeted surface. As it stands right now, the concrete floors in your garage, patio, or mechanical room are left exposed. At Iron Drive Floor Coatings, we can give those spaces the attention they deserve with the installation of our highly reviewed epoxy coatings. I'm Jake Wilson, owner of Iron Drive Floor Coatings. Our team can finally transform your home's concrete surfaces. Schedule a free quote today at irondrivegaragefloors.com. Bosch is hosting a direct hire event for maintenance technicians at 1100 Scottsbridge Road in Anderson on Tuesday, February 27th from 9 to 2. Recently increased pay rates and multiple shifts. Learn more and RSVP at hdijobs.com backslash Bosch. Criminal charges are serious with life-changing consequences for you and your family. Let us help you navigate this process. Let us be your advocate at Ryan Beasley Law. I'm Ryan Beasley. Our law firm works in courtrooms across the state at all levels municipal, state, and federal. We also work with students who face conduct issues at their colleges and universities. We work with our clients throughout this process from pre-arrest investigations to intervention programs as well as criminal trials. With over 20 years assisting clients, our firm has grown to include former state and federal prosecutors. Let us put this experience to work for you. If you are facing an investigation or criminal prosecution, please do not hesitate to contact us. Let us seek the best resolution for you. I'm Ryan Beasley, and I look forward to the opportunity to work with you. Ryan Beasley Law. Find them online at ryanbeasleylaw.com or call 864-679-7777. Ryan Beasley Law. Is your crawl space damp or musty? Water in your crawl space can cause wood to rot and creates an environment for mold and mildew that can make its way inside your home. Canty Foundation Specialist specializes in crawl space repair. Call us today for your free inspection so you can have the peace of mind knowing your crawl space is dry and your home is protected. Call today, 864-641-0176 or visit cantycanfixit.com. Hi everybody, I'm Don Munson. Up next is your daily update on what's happening with Clemson Athletics. But first, this from Founders Federal Credit Union. 
Attention all basketball fans, are you ready to experience MVP treatment in banking? Look no further than Founders Federal Credit Union, where personalized service is the winning play. Don't settle for being just another number. Join Founders and receive the personalized attention you deserve, along with great rates, loans, for any reason, and a dynamic online experience. Visit one of their 41 convenient office locations, or visit foundersfcu.com to see if you qualify for membership. Relax, go Tigers! Federally insured by NCUA, membership qualification required, terms and conditions apply. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to the show. Big weekend for Clemson Athletics. It all started on Friday night with gymnastics as they took care of business in their meet against North Carolina as they scored 197.35 points. That is the most points scored by gymnastics in any meet so far in their inaugural season. And so congratulations to Amy Smith for the win over North Carolina. Softball, they won the Clemson Classic as they won games 9-1 in six innings over Ole Miss on Friday. On Saturday, they took a game from Miami of Ohio 10-1. That was in five innings. And in eight innings on Saturday, they downed UConn by a score of 3-2. Then yesterday, they beat Ole Miss again by a score of 5-0. Over the weekend, Valerie Cagle, 11 RBIs, a couple of home runs, and three wins in the circle for Cagle. Baseball, they won two out of three over Kennesaw State, winning on Saturday by a score of 8-6, to six, and then yesterday winning by a score of 7-2. to two. And, of course, basketball was a winner, 74-63 over Florida State. So a great weekend athletic-wise for our Clemson Tigers. And as always, go Tigers! Broadcasting live from the Upcountry Fiber Studios, this is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. Get back in the game with the press box. Well, our pitchers are pitching well, and uh, our hitters aren't hitting well, and uh, our fielders aren't fielding well, and uh, our fans aren't fanning well. Weekday mornings from 9 to noon on 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar, where every day is game day. Back here live on the war, 11.25 a.m. Interesting move here. So, the timeline and way this worked out at Georgia was that McClendon left to go take a Tampa Bay Buccaneers job last week. Or I guess at the end of the week before that, or whatever. So, it wasn't, there was a time frame there of a coaching search. It just happened to be right after McGee leaves, they make the the move to bring in Coley back to Georgia. So that means, John, that Beamer's probably known since the day McClendon walked out the door that Coley was the likely replacement. That's what I'm guessing. I mean, we don't, we don't know that for sure. But you got you to gotta believe that, that Beamer knew Kirby was going to come after Coley immediately after McClendon left. One would think. So Brian McClendon goes... They lose McGee, and now they've replaced McClendon with Coley. And so what now happens at South Carolina? Now, the, the, the fallout from this is, one, the Gamecocks lose what was going to be 
a, a pretty good hire by many accounts in terms of yeah. the big time recruiter. And I think that's what it's kind of what Beamer really, really wanted. I think more than anything is Coley's not he's not known for being an overly amazing on field coach. No, he's been a tight ends coach, a running backs coach. I mean, he's they he just gets the random position group on offense. No, it takes talent to be able to coach multiple positions. I don't want to sell him short in that regard. You still have to know how to teach the fundamentals and the technical aspects of all these different positions, and that's not easy to do. But I do think his strength is as a recruiter. Yeah. And that's clear by the way he hasn't really, you know, moved up through the ranks and getting, you know, coordinator and head coaching and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, Beamer's probably known about this for a while, though. He probably knew the day McClendon left that he was probably going to lose Coley. I just, I'm very curious. Where does South Carolina go from here? And I wonder how, like, how bold does, does Coach Beamer want to be here with this hire? Do you want to try to go again and get somebody? Do you want to try to promote from within, give somebody new an opportunity here? I'm very curious to see what his approach is going to be as we sit here in the last week of February. Now, I, I don't think this this is still a reported, right? Like, this has not been made official. Like, I haven't seen the Georgia account release anything. But so. there, the schools are pretty slow in this because you have to go through the Board of Trustees and get contracts approved. And first, got to write them up. And you have to get approved and all that. It, it, it takes several days. Remember Alabama brought in those two coordinators, those two former head coaches yeah. to be on the staff. And it took like two weeks before they it's even before longer. They I feel like the Mo Linguist thing was announced like two weeks ago. Yeah, it it, it it can take a while. So we're still kind of going off the reports, but there's no reason to to not believe the reports. I think Matt Zenitz was the first one to mm-hmm. report it. So what does that mean then for? South Carolina, you have to act very quickly because you're you're starting spring ball. You're well, right around the corner. Well, and you're this is it that I think we could say this is not crossing any line. This is an important year for Shane Beamer on the field and in recruiting. Yes, you need to be putting your work in for the 25 class now, and you don't have a receivers coach, and you need some, recruiting. and you have. Your best recruit from a year ago in Nicholas Harbor, and you're about to start spring ball, and he doesn't have a position coach. Yeah. This is a problem. Could be. You have for, to especially where it is on the calendar. Like, if if this move would have happened mid-January, you have more time to, to react accordingly. Yeah. I mean, when do they officially start spring practice? I know Clemson starts this week. So I assume South Carolina, I know their spring game is later. But they're probably within a couple weeks of starting spring ball here. Uh, they're, they're, well, their spring games later than, than Clemson. That's what I mean. So you probably have a little bit more time before the start of spring ball, but you don't have that much time. You don't have that much time. Plus, you've, you've got to get somebody in there that, that can start doing I mean, You've got a huge hole, in the, not just in, in practice, but just in general with a, with a staff member. And now you're behind all the... And I obviously don't have access to South Carolina's recruiting big board that they have in the office, but you were now behind the eight ball with those receivers. Because now every other school that is in contention with those guys can say, well, we got our guy. Yeah. We're not shuffling our coaches and trying to figure out what's happening here. Can you, if, if you're Beamer, do you just go right back to the list that you had before you hired Coley? 
Because I'm sure you, I mean, you, you don't have just one guy only on your list or contact list. I think you do, but I don't think it's going to be as easy to obtain some of those individuals if they're on other staffs right now as it was when you hired Coley. The timing is just getting later in the year, makes it a little more difficult. Maybe. Yeah, I could I could see some of that. Still, there's a lot here at stake for, for Beamer with this hire. I mean, you thought you hit a, uh, I don't, I don't like using the word home run, but I think people you thought you made saw it as that a really strong hire that sent a message into the league. Yeah. And now, and a new message or a message has been reaffirmed of your pecking order within this league. Well, I think it, it spoke to how good the hire was that he left to go to Georgia after a cup of coffee in Columbia. He didn't go to, to Missouri. Right. Yeah. No, he, he chose to come to South Carolina. Until Kirby called. But this is also a family thing. I mean, Coley's time in Athens, you know, he's got... At least that's what I saw it as, is sort of a family thing for some of his reasons. I mean, you don't don't fault Coley for leaving at all. No, no, I don't either, but... and, and, And it's not a fault, but I feel like you had to know this was a potential thing if you're Shane Beamer hiring him. Yeah. You had to know this could be in the cards. I, I think, I think that you you were just hoping that somehow you made it to the fall with Coley on your on your staff. I don't know that you hired him thinking this is a lock. And so I have questions about the hire then, like in the hiring practice. If you're have... hiring a guy, no, that, that there's a chance you may not have him for your season. Yeah. Well. Yeah, but I, I think I, what I'm saying, I think you're the, with you're that way a lot now because of the turmoil and the the just uncertainty of coaching staffs across the country. That's fair. That's very fair. I'm not, I'm not singling out just South Carolina when I say that. I mean, but you have to hire the best people. You just got to know the best people might get might get taken from you before they ever even coach. Have you seen the the buyout on his contract? No, I saw this. Um, the state, I believe, had this state newspaper. He owes South Carolina $450,000 to get out of a deal that he just signed. The ink isn't even all the way dry Man. on the contract. Yeah. I mean, well, then that's a good thing for Shane Beamer in South Carolina. That at least you're going to you know, recoup all that financially. Georgia don't care. They'll oh, write no, that check. no. Yeah. They could care less. <laughs> the checks are here, here, near 450K. We'll use some of Muschamp's buyout money to cover it. Oh. Have it go full, sir. Have the money come back into the system. Mm. Boy, do, do you have any Do you have any issue with this, with what's going on in Georgia? Does this halt any of, of what they're doing, the fact that they've had so much change on their staff this offseason? This is what happens when you're successful. Yeah. People want to hire your people. I mean, two guys left to become head coaches. Yeah. One guy left for the NFL, which we've already established. You're leaving for the NFL if you get the chance. And like you said, they've got an army of, of analysts on that staff that probably do a lot of things that help maybe keep the continuity rolling along to a certain degree. Plus, you're Georgia right now with recruiting. I mean, you, you don't want to hire bad recruiters, but like you're not... You're not going to see a, a drop off whoever you hire. No, because that's because of what Kirby Smart demands of his employees. Yes. Yeah, Kirby's not hiring a guy who's a fringe recruiter. Not a chance. <laughs> the guy's already well established in the realms of recruiting, so Rooney won't drop off any is what I'm saying. 
Do you find it interesting, though, that now with Dale McGee officially gone, that there's not one original coach from Kirby's first staff? That's a good question. Um, in, in this day and age of college ball, no. I just find it more interesting than anything. Yeah. I don't, it's not an indictment on Oh, anything. no way, no, because you've won multiple national titles. This is what's going to happen. <laughs> when you win, people want to hire winners to replicate the success that you have had in Athens. So this is a, a compliment to Kirby Smart. Fair enough. And the successes they have had down there. Speaking of assistant coaches, Eric Bieniemy has been hired as the OC, and he's also getting the associate head coach tag, which I don't know what that, that just means money. At UCLA, what do you make of that? Leaving the NFL, we we, we just we did shows, John. We did weeks of it's falling apart. Guys are leaving college, go to the NFL, and a guy leaves the NFL to go to college. Uh, what it tells me is don't work for the Washington Commanders. Um, but I do think this is a I think it's a good move for Bietemy. I want to walk this out for a second. I think we the league had the NFL has told us. That for whatever reason, they do not view Eric Bieniemy as a head coach candidate. For whatever reason. I think they're wrong in that, but I think the league has sent that message. I have said on these airways for multiple years, Eric Bieniemy is deserving and is ready, and it's his time to become a head coach. But if that opportunity is not going to present itself at the National Football League, I do not fault him whatsoever going to a staff with Deshaun Foster, someone I know that he has a good rapport with, he believes in, and if he shows success at that level, I'd give Eric Bieniemy a head coaching opportunity. If he shows he wants to be in college and is willing to put in the work on the recruiting trail and things like that, I think this is his acknowledgement of I'm being blocked by the NFL for one reason or another. Just switch it up. Do something yeah. new. Yeah. Okay, if I can't be a head coach in the NFL and I want to be a head coach, it's we see this in, in college at times. But if, Where if, guys who want to become a head coach, they're not getting the Power 5 opportunity, so you jump down a level. Guys on staffs and college staffs who want to... We talked about this a couple years ago with Kyle Richardson. He wanted to be a head coach and have his role change so much that he almost took a high school job. But if, if I remember correctly, didn't Biennemi turn down Colorado because he thought he was close to getting an NFL head coaching yes, job? Yes, while he was with the Kansas City Chiefs. Just did not think that he would get left out. I don't, I don't know why he doesn't have a head coaching job. It, it makes no sense to me how Ben Johnson can have one year with Detroit and every team is batting down the door, mm -hmm. that slow it can be the OC at Houston for one year. And everybody's trying to be at Eric Bieniemy could be the OC behind Patrick Mahomes for several years. And one reason another is not getting these jobs. I, I don't like it, so I applaud him for trying to go create a path towards that. I guess. I, I, the thing is, if, the, if there's no market for you, then I don't, I don't really know how to how to put you in the market. You know, if you go year after year after year, it's hard to say, well, he, he deserves a head coaching job. Well, he, if he got one, then you say that. If he doesn't, I don't know. Maybe these teams just know more than we do about the situation. But the enemy going to the college ranks is fascinating at a time when all they're trying to tell us every single day is that nobody wants to coach in college and everybody wants to go to the pros. And what have we said from day one? It's Person specific. Yes. It's situation specific. Absolutely. On a side note, I cannot wait to see what kind of stuff he cooks up in the college game. From that standpoint, it's a fascinating hire because 
he's going to bring in some really good concepts. I mean, some of his concepts should work easily at the college ranks. Now he's going into the Big Ten. So I, this is probably a good time for them to go out and get somebody of his caliber. Um, I also think it's a good statement by Deshaun Foster. Yeah. As the new head coach at UCLA. Yeah. It, do you just best case scenario for Bianami? Does this springboard him into the college ranks as a head coach, or can he still get back to the? Has the NFL bridge been burned? I don't know if it's been burned, but I think it's um, it's damaged. Okay, but I do think there could create a path here for him to become a head coach at the collegiate ranks, and and for his sake, I hope so. If if that's what he really wants to do, if he truly wants to be a head coach, I hope he I hope he gets the opportunity because he is very deserving of that opportunity. When we come back, we'll do some NFL. We can do a little more college football probably. We'll have some time to work in some other things. Plus, we'll take your call. 654-ROAR. Final segment after this. Serving delicious meals at a fair price for over 50 years, Wendy's commitment to good done right is unwavering. For decades, they've served up great deals to feed the whole family. And nowadays, they're bringing you breakfast favorites. The pretzel baconator, the biggie bag, and you can't forget the frosty, all available to order in the palm of your hands with the Wendy's app. Doing the right thing in the right way is the Wendy's way. Download the Wendy's app and visit your local store today. So you're looking for financing on your next vehicle. AutoWorks in Greer has you covered with easy in-house financing and super fast approvals. Low down payments make life simple. And there's no need to drive all the way to the dealership. We can give you an answer in as little as 10 minutes. Just fill out our fast app online at autoworkssc.com. With almost 80 vehicles to choose from, including trucks and three-row SUVs, finding your vehicle just got easier. Kick off 2024 in style by visiting AutoWorksSC.com. That's AutoWorksSC.com. Clemson Nation, this is former national champion Ben Boulware. If you live in Anderson, Greenville, Clemson, or Malden, South Carolina, and you're looking for the best birthday suit in town, come get tailored at www dot the junkyardfitness.com come by and see us at our four locations in the upstate of south carolina your first week is always free 59 years is a long time especially when you're talking about how long a company has been in business but that's exactly how long joe robertson and son have been servicing and installing roofs right here in the upstate 59 years. That means that many of the roofs you see every day, your neighbors, the roof at your favorite restaurant, even the roofs you're driving past right now, are likely a Joe Robertson and Son roof. Now, you might be wondering why so many people here in the upstate have chosen Joe Robertson and Son for their roofing needs for nearly six decades. And the answer is simple. They were founded on the principles of providing quality workmanship, fair pricing, and complete customer satisfaction. When you work with them, you won't pay a single dime until the job's been completed to your your satisfaction. So if you have any roofing needs, do what so many people in the upstate have done for the past 59 years. Make it a Joe Robertson and Son roof. Call 246-0886. That's 246-0886. Or visit robertsonroofing.net. Your Pie Clemson has two locations to better serve you. Your Pie Downtown and Your Pie Dockside. The Dockside location is located at 894 Tiger Boulevard and offers amazing views of the lake and accessible parking. Or visit Your Pie Downtown off Earl Street, just off College Boulevard in the heart of Clemson. Regardless of which location you choose, you'll enjoy pizza, pasta, salad, gelato, craft beer, and more at Your Pie. P 
Pizza Brews Gelato. It's your pie. Royal Flush Toilet Rentals. If you want to potty like a rock star, you can with us. At Royal Flush Toilet Rentals, we offer construction porta potty rentals, septic tank pumping, and luxury toilet trailers. Call 864-238-8800. We have two-stall, three-stall, and four-stall trailers for your corporate events, wedding parties, and special occasions. Call 864-238-8800. Royal Flush Toilet Rentals. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Brakes? We can save you 15% on that. We have OE quality Duralast brake pads and rotors in stock, ready for pickup or delivery. We also have calipers, brake fluid, tools, and anything else you'll need to do the job right. When you get Duralast pads and rotors together, you'll save 15%. It's just part of what makes us America's number one brakes destination. Get in zone, AutoZone. I'm Lance Crick. After 20 plus years as a federal prosecutor with the U.S. Attorney's Office in South Carolina and several years as a state prosecutor, I joined Ryan Beasley Law last year to practice law with Ryan and Mary Hunter. Our team works in courtrooms across the state, including city and magistrate courts, as well as state and federal courts. We work with clients in all areas of state and federal criminal defense to include pre-arrest investigations, white-collar defense, as well as student conduct issues at colleges and universities. Our responsive and proactive approach in cases is at all times client-centric and resolution-focused. We look forward to the opportunity to work with you. Please give us a call at 864-679-7777 or find us online at ryanbeasleylaw.com. In every case, for every client, in courtrooms across the state, Ryan Beasley Law, ryanbeasleylaw.com. How can we get your undivided attention? If you just look over here for two seconds, I'll do anything. I'll watch a foreign film. I'll talk to a man with a ponytail. Get in at 654-ROAR and let us know what you want to talk about. We are the Roar. It is the final segment here on a Monday brought to you by Fort Hill Natural Gas Authority. If you didn't know, it's really the premier way to fuel your home. It's the safest, most dependable, economical, and trouble-free fuel known to man at at Fort Hill Natural Gas. You can go to their website, fhnga.com and learn a lot more about the different things they have to offer about the fuel itself about natural gas and what it can do for you all kinds of tips on what it does for your your appliances and the appliances that it it works with Um, just a ton of information over there what you do if you suspect a gas leak uh, you can find out more information about how to set up um, service at your at your business or your home and they're located, they, they serve the um, Pickens, Oconee, and Northern Anderson counties and have since 1952. So you can do a lot on their website. They sell appliances. Uh, there's all kinds of safety tips. Go check them out. FHNGA.com. That's Fort Hill Natural Gas Authority. Or go by their offices in Seneca and Easley. John, we've got the combine starting this week. 
In fact, I believe tomorrow they begin reporting for that. Uh, On the field, we'll see players out there on Thursday with the defensive linemen and the linebackers, followed by defensive backs and tight ends on Friday. And then Saturday is the day where they do quarterbacks, receivers, and running backs with offensive linemen set for Sunday. John, what will we see on Saturday in terms of people throwing the football? We won't see Caleb Williams throwing it, and we won't see Jaden Daniels throwing it, but we will see Bo Nix, we will see Michael Penix Jr., we will see J.J. McCarthy have confirmed, and Spencer Rattler, they will be throwing Cool on I, Saturday. I'm honestly more interested in those guys. The group that you just mentioned is more interesting than Jaden Daniels and Caleb Williams because I know where those guys are going in the draft. I know, well, we don't know, but I'm, I'm confident that Williams is going number one to the Bears. And I think as the days get closer, I, I think Washington is going to end up taking Daniels. You do? Yeah. Have you ordered your jersey yet? No. I don't think I will. I don't, I don't want people to know I support that team. Uh, I. That's fair. That being said, I, I do like Daniels a lot. I don't have anything against Drake May. Like I, I don't. This is not a I hate Drake May. I just, I don't know. Some part of me just wants to pull for Daniels. Okay. I could see that. I just like him a little bit better. I don't dislike May. I, w- I wouldn't be mad if they had Drake. Plus, you want to, you want to brag about the Heisman Trophy winner coming to town. <laughs> I know you're big on the Heisman. I know the Heisman, Heisman means a lot to you. It's nothing to me. Absolutely nothing. Uh, but I, I don't know. Jaden Daniels is. Well, it's kind of the way when you you follow some of the reporting and and people who are covering the draft, it seems that Washington is, and it's smokescreen season, as we talk about all the time, but I feel like they seem to have a little more interest in Daniels than May at this point in the process. Okay. Yep. I tend to agree with that. Uh, we'll, We'll learn a lot about other positions. I don't know. Do you think we'll get much on the quarterbacks this, this week? Uh, I think we'll get a lot of takes out there about the quarterbacks, but in terms of real substantial information, I'm not sure. Yeah, There'll right. be a lot of takes, though. We will do some more primers for this event. I guess I'm really upset that they're just making the offensive linemen go last on a Sunday. Kind of mean, isn't it? Yeah! Are you going to watch any of it? Uh, yes, I will. Are you going to watch beyond Saturday? Or are you only going to watch Saturday? I'm going to try to watch almost all of it oh. as much of it as that that i can obviously we have a busy week coming up right now with south carolina baseball this coming weekend and men's and women's basketball going on but yeah i will definitely be paying attention to as much of the combine as i can that's sort of my things i don't know that i'll have time to just sit down and consume as much of this as i want to but i'll do the best i can we'll be paying attention to it because now this is where to me now we can officially start talking draft Yep, that's fair. All right, John, also in the NFL, they are the rules committee in the NFL is looking to end the hip drop tackle that we've talked a lot about. There were some rumors about this back when the season was wrapping up in the NFL that maybe they would take a look at this and and maybe outlaw it. Now they're trying to find a way to outlaw it. I saw some numbers, some statistics this morning. They're saying, the NFL is saying, not me, that hip drop tackles are up 20 to 25% more than other forms of tackling when it comes to injuries. So there's a higher, it's a higher rate. I get that. 
And I understand the the health issues in hand with the hip drop tackle, but I will just present a counter question. If you're in that situation, and if you've ever played football, you know what I'm talking about, where you're just getting, the guy's dragging you. You're holding on for dear life trying to make a tackle, but you have no leverage. What do you do? If you cannot do the hip drop tackle, what do you do? Texture asks, what is a hip drop tackle? So if a guy's going by you and you're essentially kind of wrapped around him, but you're not driving him to the ground because the ball carrier is continuing the momentum, it's where you essentially just drop all your body weight underneath the guy and take his legs out from underneath him. Yeah, you, you essentially grab hold and drop. I mean, that is, that's what it is. You yes. grab hold of the hips and you drop to the ground and let your body weight pull them down. And what happens is a lot of times the legs get caught underneath the ball the, carrier's the ball legs carrier. get under the tackler's person yeah. as you're bringing him down. And so I think that's how Mark Andrews got injured this year with the Baltimore Ravens. That's how Florida State season ended the way it did. Yep. That's different level, obviously. But still, um, that's what a hip drop. If, if you remember Jordan Travis's injury, that was a hip drop tackle. The, 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 the problem is, if you outlaw it, what are you outlawing? And enforcing, and you know, to your point, like I don't, I don't know that we, I don't know the, how we're going to define it exactly what it is, right? And so, like targeting, yeah. See, the NFL is about to find out, yeah, how how college deals with targeting, and then are we going to have to go to to an, uh, a film review to determine? Uh, Gene, did you think this was a hip drop? Whether or not that he was pulled downward, or did he just grab his knee and pull him? Like what? You know what? What are we talking well, about? And you, can you not pull it all in a tackle? I don't know, Jim. I don't know. I don't know if that was a hip drop or not. Gene, what do you think, Gene? I hope they don't implement this into the game. Like I understand the player safety. I am for player safety. But what are you supposed to do if you outlaw this? And how are you? Then we are going to have professional athletes having to make the decision. Do I try to bring this guy down to stop the touchdown and risk a penalty and injury and all the other things that they're telling me I can't do? Or do I just not tackle anybody at all and let them walk into the end zone because they have leverage? Too much thinking when you're trying to defend. When you're trying to, this again, more going to the defender. Hey, you know what that means though? More points, more yards, more fantasy more sports betting implications. Like, this is the way the league is, man. I'm sorry. It just is. The league wants more and more offense. That's what, that's why I'm a little bit skeptical of this. Are they really trying to stop hip drop tackling or are they trying to increase scoring? This is also the new thing every year. We have to have something that happens during the season that we take into the offseason to be outraged and upset about that has to be changed. This is just this year's version. I guess. I don't know. I don't know that the league is going to be able to regulate this in a, in a proper manner. I just don't, I don't see how you do it. Amazed at how many people are getting on the Ems Roofing text line saying, let's just play flag football if we're going to do this. It's getting closer and closer by the day. I agree with you on that one, Texers. 654 Roar, you want to get in with us. We told Joey that T. Higgins got. Franchise tagged by the Bengals. He'll be staying in Cincinnati, former Clemson receiver, not hitting the open market in 2024. And I think that was widely predicted. Do you, including here. Do you see any more of these franchise tags coming down here in the near future? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I think every day just about 
for the next, what do they got till like the 7th, I believe it is in March, something like that. Um, they've still got, you know, a couple weeks left, but I, I think we'll be getting them on the regular, yeah, for the most part. Did you happen to see any of the quotes that came from Russell Wilson over the weekend? I saw some responses to the quotes. Can you give us the quotes? He said in the next five years, he wants to win two Super Bowls. It's going to be hard to do. I'm going to go ahead and say that now for Russ. He said, whether it's in Denver or somewhere else, I hope it's in Denver. I hope I get to finish there. I'm committed there. I want to be there. I still want to be there. But for me, it's about winning. Over the next two years, I want to win. I want to win two. I feel the... I want to feel the chill of that trophy again. I love this city and everything else, but you also want to be at a place that wants you to. The thing I want to do is win, and that's all I care about. God. Close quote. I, I, I get that you have to have that mentality, but where have you seen anything in his actual play the last two seasons that make you think that's a possibility? Uh, the Nothing he has put on tape the last two years would show that he is able to lead a team towards a Super Bowl. So what do you do if you're an NFL team? If you're the, the the Broncos want to move him in every way possible. Do you think they do? Just eat the the finances of it all? I still think it's a little too early to guarantee it, but I, I think it's heading in that direction, yes. But I just don't think that he's he's going to to get the same response. The way he feels and the response he's going to get from the, from NFL teams is not the same. Russ isn't unless unless he is fairly serious about where he's talking about I would do league minimum, like take the veteran minimum and go play somewhere. If he's serious, if if he means that, he's got to be the backup and go try to win a job. No, he's just going to go be a backup to Pat Mahomes or Josh Allen or somebody on the league minimum. Do you think he'd actually do that? Do you believe him when he says that? No, I don't either. No, because how much about getting to Denver was the contract? Yeah, that's a good point. That he signed in 2022. Yep. Five-year, $242.6 million. Mm. All right, John, Major League Baseball still eyeing expansion at some point. Uh, whether, it, you know, it sounds like they want to add two. 32 teams coming to Major League Baseball. Rob Manfred, who's hanging it up in January 2029, which is still too far away, has said that he doesn't think it'll be completed by the time he is done as commissioner, but he sort of hopes to move the process along in that direction. Do we need more baseball teams? No. Why are we? Why are we, we getting less? More, why are we getting more baseball teams? Money. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, that's we need less. There's too much. The, there's not enough elite talent. The likeliest candidates, and there, there's a lot of destinations. I think on the table. I think the likeliest, Charlotte, Vegas, uh, Sac- um, Salt Lake City, Nashville. You know, you get you get two out of out of these, this group. You know, they may entertain Montreal again. I'd hate to do that though. At this point, just don't, don't, don't. Why? Don't tease them like that. Um, Portland, Oregon. No. Sacramento, California. So we're gonna take a team out of Oakland. And then we're good with one in Sacramento. I know, I know. I don't. I don't think that's a realistic possibility. They're just names that are on lists. I'd say right now, 
if the A's do get this deal done to go to Vegas, that takes care of that. So then that opens up two cities that you can go to. How would you feel about Charlotte? And what? And they're not going to do Charlotte at Nashville. No, and I think Nashville would get the bump over Charlotte. You do? Yeah, I do. Okay. With the tourism. See, I think I think Charlotte already has the stadium to pull it off, and that may be the trump card for them. But I don't know. San Antonio, I, 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 don't, I don't see many of these cities realistically getting a shot at this. San Antonio makes no sense when you have Astros and Rangers already in that state. You don't need a third team. Does it interest you to get one in this region, if it's Charlotte or Nashville, either one? A little bit, but... Would you go to any games? If You know, an opportunity to go see them outside of you know Atlanta? Sure, yeah. Okay. I want to thank everybody for joining us today. Thanks for getting in throughout the show. Coming up next, it's Out of Bounds. Hope you have a great day. Take care. We'll talk to you again on Tuesday. WCCP FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville Anderson, WAHT AM 1560, Cowpens, 97.5, Spartanburg. We 